0: I went over to Scotland about six weeks ago. We went on a whisky distillery tour, and it was just—it was sad and fantastic. And he was a, like a beautiful man, wonderful man. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Right, I should tell you that every week we do a brilliant new club championship show. Uh, you can get it on all of our social media feeds if you subscribe to YouTube or subscribe to the OTB GAA feed on podcasts, you'll get it there. And a reminder, of course, Club GA on Off The Ball is in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships Check out the hashtag the toughest for more. On Saturday afternoon Lashing O'Reilly is going to be reporting from Semple Stadium for the Munster Club hurling final. It's Bally Gunner against Bally Throw-ins at 3.15. There'll be updates of course with John on the show tomorrow. Now Bally are obviously a powerhouse in Clare Harding and I'm delighted to say James O'Connor joins to talk to us a little bit about the backstory to how we got here. When you were in your pomp playing club am I right saying that Bally were still intermediate at that stage?
1: Yeah, I mean um, junior and an and intermediate. Year, um, I think it was two thousand and one when they um, they finally I think won the, won the intermediate championship and um, and got up and got up senior. But uh, it, it, it's interesting because Claregatel-Bellier is actually the same parish. And uh, you know, if you were to go back historically, um, Stephen Sheedy, for example, that was you know a brilliant college player with me and Has played underage with Claire and Stephen played was on the panel ninety five. Um, and had knee injury problems but Stephen would have played in, with Bellier in his formative years, I think his father would have been heavily involved in, in, in sourcing their field in that, but there was a sense I think that in the parish that, you know, if you wanted to play senior hurling, you know, you, you, you played with Castle and Bellier were nearly seen as the poor relation of even the, 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 the junior club, so Stephen Sheedy and his brother Martin would have been, you know integral parts of, you know, that great Castle team in the in the 1990s they were a, a big turn on our side and you know, we beaten by Bor in an not Ireland club semi-final by a point. in think after after a replay, um, and they were a fantastic team. So, you know, Bellier and, and Clarecastle—it's it's, it's an interesting kind of d- d- dynamic, um, and the, the, that that history is is kind of is there. But Bellier at the moment, um, as look at it, a lot of it has to do with the emergence of you know Tony Kelly, Jack Brown, Garrow O'Connell, you know Paul Flanagan. Um, and a really, really good set of, of underage players that that have you know taken them to the to, to where they are now. And um, they got to a final in two thousand three. Where actually they were beaten by Claire Castle in the in the final. and Tony Griffin, obviously, that heard with me, you know, would have been you know the main man in that in that team. And Tony was probably one of the first players. And and Robbie Hogan, the current belly manager, is a guy that I would have played you know, underage Hurting with Claire with and you know, Robbie's a great character, but he stayed loyal to Bellier and and um and, and didn't go to the dark side or to or to, or to Claire Castle. <laughs> but but they they have you know, they have become, as you said, a major, major force. Um you know, with their first senior title in, in, in two thousand sixteen. Um and I think this is our, our this year's title is their is our fourth in that in, in that five or six year period. And um certainly when they've been on top they have they've capitalised and they've made hay with, with probably what Many people will, you know, with Inclair would view as you know, golden generation players.
0: How big an area are we talking about? Um, Like, uh, I know I'm not not asking for the census figures, but like roughly, what kind of a size would Ballyi be?
1: Well, it's it's not a huge parish, Jeremy. If you're heading kind of west, you know, out of Venice, whatever, um, you know, or out the Coliseus Road, kind of southwest. Um Ballier is kind of out, out that way. It's kind of left as you're heading out to Lissy Casey. Um, but Ballinacalli, which would be further back, um, you know, Clon de is their football club. And traditionally, the Ballier guys would have probably played football with, uh, with, with, with Clon de Gad, maybe not with Lissie Casey. And then the Ballinacalli guys might have played Harlem with, with Ballier. But going back to when Tony Kelly and Jack Brown and, and you know, these guys were, were, were underage, um you know, suddenly there was a link to kind of Kilmehal, and I'm not sure what the roots of, of all that were, but certainly you know, the, the, the Ballier parish has been extended westwards, uh, for of a better way of putting it, and now you've got guys like Pierce Lillis, who I think is from Coeur Clare, Clare um, and a lot of other good footballers that are applying their trade at the Ballier in the Ballier colours, so they've probably taken advantage of the fact that suppose, you know, if you head back to West Clare, there's very, very little, if no, hurling um, you know kind of West events and I suppose Kilmealy and Bellier geographically you know are, are, are the closest clubs and, and therefore some of the West Clare guys w- would play with, with either of those, either of those two, two, two parishes you know
0: And that's obviously a rolling ball of momentum then for any young players coming through or young kids now who like dream of being a hurler in Clare and you're living West Clare and Balier is the place to go That you know that, that kind of that pendulum is swung
1: yeah, well, can mainly probably both have, both of their eyes westward in terms of, um, you know, as to listen, like, like Joe Constantine Joe played played uh, midfield on our on our you know club team that won won the Ireland Club back in nineteen ninety nine, Joe from Clare, you know, the heart of West Clare, but Joe was Joe's a boarder in Flannins, and Joe never picked up a hurry until he came to St Flannins or whatever. and then befriended some of the lads from our club. He was friendly with them, and and whatever conversation was had. Suddenly, Joe was registered with us as, as an isolated player, and 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 you know played underage with us, and went on to become, a, a, you know, a really really code solid, integral part of our team. And um, you know, Seth and Andy Baker in the middle of the field were were, were brilliant for us. And um, you know, so it's just look at it's it's you know you've always probably had players from 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 West Clare that have that have plied their trade and um, from hurling perspective, you know, with 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 clubs, and, it, and it's just the way it is it's just geographically. Balier and and Keneally probably are the two. The two um you know, most western outposts. And it's diamond and, and, and Ine Kilimona, and it's Diamond, you know, again have a small hurling club, but all the Ine Kilimona guys um, at underage would play football in this diamond. You know, so right. so those those links are those links are there. And well, and have, have done well at the moment from a, from a you know, a lot of good footballers that are good, solid, fit, athletic, mobile players, um and they're playing their trade at Bellier at the moment.
0: One one last thing about this before we get into the, the nuances of the game itself. Um, you mentioned Tony Griffin staying with them was he kind of one of the first high profile players maybe who didn't make the move and, and is, is you know that, that seems like an important moment where you keep your best young players as opposed to being a farm system for the superior up until that point
1: club in the area Yeah and I'd probably be lynched by the Belier contingent for getting half this, this, this story kind of wrong with this, this kind of history wrong but yeah I mean as I said certainly Stephen um, Stephen Sheedy and Martin would have played on Ridge with, with Belier but as I said, Belier. That at that time were probably a you know a junior A club, and um, and I suppose look at you know in terms of the parish rule, you were probably eligible or I'm not. I'm, I'm assuming that that's still that's still there that you were eligible to play for for Castle. And um, you know you just had to go through your transfer process or whatever. Um so you know Robbie Hogan would have been you know Robbie would have been a very good underage player. um, you know the current Belier manager and, and Robbie would have stayed with Belier. Um, so there, there look there've been family ties, there've been family links, there might have been relatives that played with Claire Castle. It's probably a whole history and, and you know, it's it's not it's not probably a, a one sentence answer, Jerry. It's probably more complex than, than that. But certainly Tony Griffin, you know, Tony was obviously, you know, a very good player with Claire and and you know, playing for the club and playing for Bellier obviously got them up to or was an integral part of getting up to the senior ranks. And, you know, they got to that county final in, I think, 2000 and 2003. But they would have been going in as underdogs and, you know, coming up against a seasoned, you know, really experienced Clarecastle team. Dale, I'd say, probably was, might have started, but he, you know, he was certainly there and probably came on at some stage and may have started, if I, if I remember correctly. So there would have been a huge amount of experience in that Clarecastle, their classic team. And look at they They won the game as, as as expected. So it took, it took Bellier another decade longer to kind of finally make the the breakthrough. But, you know, with obviously Tony even the you know, the player he was and Jack and Paul and Gucci and those other good good players at the head, you know, it was inevitable that they were going to be a fourth and, 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 and their thereabouts. And probably picking up those one or two footballers along the way certainly didn't didn't hurt them in terms of getting them off the line when they when they did finally win their first.
0: And uh, it's an interesting kind of situation now where that muscularity that athleticism I don't know if it's particularly the right way to go about the challenge they face at the weekend when you're up against the Ballygunner side who now have the confidence of getting over the line last year in the remarkable way that they did it so what kind of a chance do you give Ballya this weekend?
1: Well they're certainly underdogs here and I mean when you saw what Ballygunner did to Napiercik I mean it was some game and some second half performance because I was watching the game at home with my father, and at half-time I said, "Was well, only one team going to win this?" And I couldn't see the Pierścik beaten, especially, you know, in the in in, in the grounds. Um, and I thought, you know, they'd they'd wrestle them into the match back their way. But what a performance Belly the going to put in that second half, and that probably couldn't have happened Jerry, without the belief and the confidence. And you know, and Darrasolden no referenced afterwards that just refusal to kind of panic and, you know, you know, make wrong decisions and so on. They just you know, it was a very, very steady, assured, really impressive, hard-working, efficient clinical, clinical second half, and, and I certainly didn't see it coming at half time, and that's sometimes what success, and you know that continued success that they've had obviously obviously brings, and it was it was some performance, and and took year under no illusions about how difficult the task would be on 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 Saturday, and they'll they win as underdogs, but it's still a two-horse race and, and, and they have a chance.
0: They, they are massive underdogs. I, I just checked there. It's like seven points is what the expected margin of victory will be. But at the same time, um, we do need to talk about Tony Kelly. I remember we had him on in springtime or maybe at the early part of the uh, championship season and we were just talking about the difference between summer hurling and winter hurling and he was making the point that like the ball does travel differently, but that actually he really loves the cold time of the year when you go out and there's just a different feeling in the air and we've seen him at this time of year we've seen him in, in league games rack up massive scores for Clare we've seen him in these club games rack up massive scores he's not quite at that free scoring level at the moment for Ballier and they don't need him to be for whatever reason but there's a possibility he might put it together this weekend and that's what they need I suppose if there is going to be an upset
1: yeah I mean listen Belly Gunner came to Dennis last year and it was 320 to 2-6 to they were just they totally outclassed Bellier, you know, I mean look they were slicker, they were sharper, they were just better all over the all over the field and, and probably had the bit between their teeth as well in terms of they they looked like a team hell bent on, you know, going going the whole way last year and they really had the bit between their teeth and, and delivered a performance that reflected that. And, you know, Bellier didn't have Tony. Um, and I mean for Bellier even to, to win Claire last year was a massive achievement, you know, without him given given how important he was and you know, a bit like this year's county final you know they got over the line by a point not playing particularly well but staying in the match and if they're there thereabouts you know with 10 minutes to go they've got this ability to close things out and you know just that know-how that experience and it even comes from like likes of Gary Brennan I mean and Gary didn't play in the early rounds of the championship and McClendon the were knocked out of the football you know the overtures were made and Becky came and obviously got the crucial goal you know against the Bears that that the, the, the last day out, so it's it's a big plus to have him back, and um, you know, and kind of motoring motoring well as well. But yeah, they're they're going to need Tony to to step up and deliver. I suppose look at something, you know, performance wise. akin to what he did for Claire, and um, you know, so consistently during the during the summer, um, and obviously they're going to have to play significantly better than they did than they did last year. But they have learned a lot from that, and you know, it's up to them to get their matchups right and. Try to make it the type of game that they need to make it to win, which is probably low scoring and keep it tight at the back and, and finding a way to stay in the match until maybe the last quarter, and then hopefully that they can they can find a way, you know, to get it to get it done. But you know, on all on all forms, Jared, they they still have a lot to do.
0: Just looking at the forecast, there it's uh, it's not great on Sunday. It does look like there'll be rain early, but it should be stopping around the time of the match, so it'll be a, a damp, cold pitch, and that might suit. Um, the, the type of low scoring game that you're talking about there uh, are are there is there is also the case that this may not yet be the full peak of the reigning All-Ireland champions that actually the, that and confidence that bit between their teeth that you were talking about that Bally had last year that actually they might be in a sweet spot now where there's two or three years where they're continuously getting better and so there's not there's not actually that much that Bally
1: can do if that's the case No I mean I could talk to Bally to be as good as they can be and you know make every effort to make sure that they you know they have their matchups right and you know they don't beat themselves. Um, you know, but, but you look at that bally gunner team and you look at the experience, you know, Saki O'Keefe and goal, Barry Cochran was obviously, you know, huge intercounty experience. Ian Kenny, Parik Mahoney was brilliant the last day. Peter Hogan is county experience. You know, Philip Mahoney Harry Ruddle off the bench, do you know, given what he, what the confidence that, that that you know what he can do you know, Astros final. That's not to mention Desi Hutchinson. So, look, they're loaded. And as you said, you know, they have the confidence of having done it last, you know, they've got the taste of success. These guys want to get back to back You know, they want they want more of it. And, you know, like, they know on paper and all known form they're the better side pound for pound than, than balier. But they still have to go and take care of business. And there is maybe that fear as well, look because they knew the challenge and the pressure were going to bring. They knew they'd have to be at their best um, to be ready for that, and that's 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 the way it proved to be. And they might be as good, um, you know, or as efficient, efficient, or as clinical as they were, um, you know, on that occasion. And that's that's certainly what Bellier will 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 hope be the case. And. Even talking to Tony and Jack Brown earlier in the year in Clare when Pallier weren't necessarily firing all cylinders, the lads themselves would say like that they needed rain, do you know what I mean, and, and, and the heavier conditions. Uh, you know, so, so that 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 certainly won't won't hurt them because they are fit, they are, you know, mobile, athletic, they've got guys that they work very, very hard, they're very honest, and while, you know, even some of the footballers, Pierce Lillis and that, have limitations and they're not necessarily going to hit one five or, or, or do a Tony Kelly on it, they're team players and as I said, they they bring a lot of honesty, a lot of you know genuine work effort. You know the type of things, Jared, that you need to win this time of the year. The type of things that every successful club team that wins that wins titles needs needs to have. Um, but they're going to certainly you know have to get a performance out of Tony because it's hard to see them. You know, putting the scores on the board to win unless, unless he really fires
0: on all filters We did a piece last week with um, our colleague Arthur James O'Dea who's written a, a book um, Limerick a, a biography in in, um, in 10 uh, it's a biography about Limerick and it's about 10 Limerick stories but the one that we talked about most was Mick Mackey and the point that Mick Mackey was already at 27, 28 this kind of legendary iconic figure that people were making songs about and the songs you kind of needed because there was obviously no footage and it it struck me and it struck me this last week that like that's the age Tony Kelly is, and he's like as legendary. What the stuff that he's been doing is Mick Mackey esque. Like when Kieran Kerry comes out and talks about the messy of hurling and he's got a very specific way of like talking Limerick up and saying, We are great, we want to be the next Kilkenny. I sometimes wonder if we're we're like sleeping a little bit on just how amazing Tony Kelly
1: is. Well, certainly if whatever buttons by Lohan is pressed. Since you know taking over the Hill Clare, he's you know he's he's absolutely got the best out of um, got the best out of Tony. And you know, I remember saying I think in in, in the, an interview you know maybe last year, the year before that, you know Tony obviously was you know hurler of the year, young player of the year in, in 2013, and had all the under 21 success and 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 won the first at Ireland. But I don't think Tony would have been happy, um you know that he that he hit the heights that he was capable of as consistently in subsequent years, and that's why. You know, the last few years have been brilliant in terms of, you know, Tony realising that potential and playing to the level that we all knew he was he was he, he was capable of, and he did it in flashes. I mean, you know, there were times Jerry you know back in 15, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, when you know Tony maybe would hit four points from play in five minutes, but then maybe struggled to maybe get on the ball and maybe might have had the number of possessions or the impact on the game that that you know he liked to have had or he you, you was a clear supporter maybe we would like him to, to have had but I mean his form over the last two or three years has been, has been phenomenal and I mean that performance in the Munster finals you know this year that, that sideline cut at the end I mean typified do you know what I mean what he is in terms of the class and the grace and the athleticism and some of the scores he got that day and that final score at the end under the greatest of pressure take on the responsibility when, you know, he was looking, I think, to play something short and then maybe he wasn't on. And, you know, he took on the shot and it had to go over. It was game over. And, and to nail that from that angle, I mean, it was just, it was just incredible. And, you know, he has, he has been just exceptional and a joy to watch if you're a clear supporter, Gerald, for the last two or three years. And we're certainly hoping that there's, there's, there's more left in him and there's more left in the tank. Um, but he has worked incredibly hard, I think, under Brian do you know what I mean to deliver those performances? That just doesn't happen without the work, been put in behind the scenes, and, and I think Tony has certainly done that. And it's just great that he's 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 seen the rewards on the field and got his rewards. And um, and hopefully, you know, he might have added to to, to, to Silva where And um, you know, obviously, in the last couple of years, we've been we've been you know getting closer, ever closer. Uh, but hopefully, you know, 2023 now we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we, we might we might just finally get over the line and get some silverware again.
0: Yeah, and, and I hope that there's crossover appeal there that is is capitalised on too, because he's definitely the type of person who will bring people from, like Tony Kelly's genius is not in any way a secret to hurling folk or even to casual GA fans, but like he's got that kind of Shane Walsh box office appeal that, you know, the whole country erupted uh on uh, Shane Walsh buzz after the All Ireland final. Like but he'd been talked about for years as well too. So I, I don't really know what I'm saying here, but like if you get the opportunity to stop and watch Tony Kelly on Sunday, people should take it. I suppose that's the the long and the short of it. Um I I, I guess you're predicting a win for the reigning All Ireland champions, if I was to ask you for a prediction, are you?
1: I think so, Jerry, yeah. I mean you know I said three twenty to two six last year, admittedly without without Tony um and Bellier I think maybe you know, maybe the, the belief wasn't there. Maybe you know the batteries were a bit low, and 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 maybe they felt that listen, winning player was was the extent of maybe their ambitions for the season. But you know, they have players back. Rod O'Connell, you know, Gucci was in America. He, he's back. He's he's an experienced player. He's he would have grown up hurling with Tony, Jack Brown, Paul Flanagan. Um, you know, he's back in the mix. They have a couple of other players that were that were on the fringes of the panel, maybe that that you know were injured last year and, and have been available. Um. So they're not without hope. And as that if, if Tony, you know, hits form if they can contain Desi and Desi had only scored last year and Paul Flanagan had a great year for Clare. you know, Jack Brown, Jack is obviously experienced at the back. You know, if, if they can if they can do don't concede goals, um don't concede don't concede freeze, which is easier said than said than done, score their freeze at the other end. And if Tony has a big day, then they they have a chance. But but are realistically, you know, belly gunner are. are you know they're a class side, and they'd be the class side that had the same All Ireland pedigree in in, in, in the peer. And you have to say that you know it looks like Belly Hale on one side, and um, you know and and, and Belly Gunner on the other looks set for another rematch potentially down the line. And um, that that certainly whets sort people's appetites as well, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's going to be any bad games between now and the All Ireland final as well. There's, there's still plenty of negotiation to be done to get there. But uh, Jamesy, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a million. So James O'Connor there giving us a preview of that game on Sunday. Ballygunner against Ballye throws in at 3.15 and as I said, Ashling O'Reilly will be at the uh, game for off the ball. A reminder, Club GA on OTB is in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Check out the hashtag the toughest for more. Of course, it's a biography nine lives, not ten lives. I managed to butcher that there. So um, anyway, you knew that, didn't you? Right. Uh, That is our Hurling preview done.